Good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Language Confidence Project. I'm your host, Emily Richardson. I'm a tiny and colourful polyglot with a background in language teaching, neurolinguistics and psycholinguistics. And I'm here every weekday morning to help you get the most out of your language learning, whether you love languages or you really don't but have to learn one anyway. Now, so often we think that if we aren't using textbooks or attending classes, then language learning is going to be synonymous with non-stop screen time. And so today I want to pop in and share eight things you can do to practice your language that don't need you to look at screens. So first of all, let's start with the basics. Number one, audiobooks, and number two, podcasts. Both of these are great ways to practice your listening, and they are even better if you have the text or the transcript to follow along with at the same time. And number three, look for real-life language exchange meetups or people you can talk to in your new language in your area. But I'm assuming you have long thought of all of those. So here are some other things that you can do that might need some prior preparation, but will ensure plenty of screen-free time in the future. Number four, start cultivating a collection of things to read off screen. It might be buying actual books and magazines, but it really doesn't have to be. Why not start printing off blog posts, news reports that won't age too quickly or feel irrelevant by next week, opinion pieces or short stories or poems? Number five, cook a meal following a recipe in your new language. Or if you don't have any recipes right now or aren't at that level yet, how about setting yourself a simple task that you need to do anyway? but narrate the activity in your language as you do it. Something like tidying, sorting laundry or emptying the dishwasher means that you come into contact with so many different items in a short space of time. And if this is something that appeals to you, you might find it helpful to prepare in advance by learning the vocabulary related to clothing, kitchenware, or the names of the chores and the verbs that go with them. But you don't need to know what they all are in your new language to do this. Make the task as simple as you need to. Say what time it is, say what day it is, say you're happy or bored, sing a verse of a song while you're doing the task. Just for the duration of that task, live entirely in your new language. Let that audience in your head speculate about whether you're completely fluent now. It is a great feeling. And number six, print off or buy some activities you can have in stock. Things like children's rainy day activities, word searches, simple crosswords and quizzes are a really good start. Number seven, find language exchange partners you can send actual postcards or letters to. Again, a lot of the time you make the initial connection with your postcard people online. But once you've established the connections, writing and sending your postcards can be largely screen-free time. 
If you want to look up words or check things, make a note and come back to them later. At the very least, your draft can be screen free. And it's also a great way to show someone on the other side of the world some beautiful places in your country. And number eight, language journaling. Now, as some of you might know from previous episodes of the podcast, I love journaling, both in English and the languages I'm learning. I think it truly is one of the best ways to see your life clearly. And for me, journaling in my new language is the best way to practice talking and writing about the things that really matter to me and connect to my language on a human level. And there are so many ways you can do this. You could commit to writing just one line a day. You could do a daily paragraph about your day or something you've been thinking about. Or you could do themed journaling where you answer specific questions or tell specific stories. And the thing with journaling is you don't need to be at the level where you can write pages and pages of complex and nuanced prose. You don't even need to be able to write in full sentences. Journaling is just a canvas on which you start with one idea and then you can doodle, bring odd words together, make word lists, copy quotes, stick things in and just write some keywords next to them. It's a real chance to play with the language with no pressure and no expectations. And all of those things can happen just on a piece of scrap paper or in a notebook whenever the feeling takes you. But if themed journals is what you're looking for and you're studying French, Spanish, German or Portuguese, why not check out the first two journals of my How To Be Me language series on Amazon? I'll put the details in the show notes. The two I have out so far are called Life Stories and Living Around Here to help you tell the stories that matter the most to you and to explore where you live. And four more are due for release in 2023. So this week, see if you can plan in some time to give your eyes a rest, language learners. And if you do take on a project or you'd like to try some screen-free activities, I would love if you can share what you're doing. You can find me on Instagram at at tea with Emily. It's in the show notes. And as always, I check my DMs regularly and I would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful day and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you.